Welcome, everybody, to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I am honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. I apologize that I haven't been on uh, to talk about political things or what's going on in the world. Um, I appreciate your continuing support and listening of this podcast around the world. I love to see the uh, little pings light up as I see people all over the world listening to this little tiny podcast that I record in my closet, so to speak. Um, This week has been, um, I, I don't know if it's one of the most blatant middle fingers to American citizens. Uh, that I've ever seen. Um, I've seen over the past couple years, especially leading up to the 2024 election, we've seen a lot of different election interferences, different ploys to to try to keep Republicans divided, discouraged, hopeless, that, that type of thing to uh, really manipulate us in so many ways to the left's way of thinking that I have seen this week. We saw this week uh, Colorado, of all places, Colorado, removing, barring Donald Trump from the primaries. Number one, that raises so many questions. I mean, if he was such a criminal, why would American citizens want him? If he was as bad as they say they are, why would Americans want us leading him? Um... That's the number one thing. Number, number two, if they're so confident they're candidates, why are they wasting Colorado taxpayer dollars on this? Number three, what, they're, what they are accusing the 45th president of didn't even happen in Colorado. And not only that, it has been proven now over thousands of hours of video footage show that the narrative that the media and the left-wing elitists are touting did not happen the way they said they did. We know that the riot itself, for the most part, was incited by police officers. Were they paid? Maybe. Were they actors in police clothing? Maybe. Were they FBI informants? Maybe. We, we'll probably never know. But what we do know is it all started because police were throwing flash bombs into a crowd of protesters who had a permit to be on the front lawn of the Capitol. And from there, they built out a narrative through people in jail. They have thousands of Americans caught up in court cases, personal friends of mine caught up in court cases. Now, some some Americans did break the law and vandalize, and you should be punished for that. It's just common sense. But for people just walking by and they're getting arrested and they're getting harassed and followed by the FBI is absolutely tragic in so many ways. And, and, and going back to this whole Colorado thing, this should concern both sides of Americans, both left-leaning and right-wing people, that a court is going to say who you are not allowed to vote for. You can vote for anybody but this particular person that shouldn't that should raise alarms for everybody if a red if a red state did that to the democrat voters uh, that's unconstitutional i may not agree with your ideology i may stand against it i may pit my life against the uh uh to disbarring it or disproving it 
but you have the right as an American citizen to vote any way you want or anyone you want. So anyway, I think uh, looking at this now, I, I, I look at, uh, I want to say his name right, Vivek Ronswamy. I think I'm saying it right, probably saying it wrong. He had a wonderful response. Now, as a red or a, a right-leaning voter, I'm a little mistrusting of this Vivek candidate. He speaks way too eloquently. He is way too articulate. But that doesn't mean that he's corrupt. This doesn't mean that he will be persuaded by the bribery of the left should he get into office in any form. Um, but he had a great response and a response I respect. I want you to listen to this response he recorded a couple days ago. Uh, I think it was Tuesday from his, his campaign bus. Uh, take a listen. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on, the basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake, whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing, or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that, and I expect them to do the right thing. I appreciate this response so much, and I, I think that he's really you know, baiting at the rest of the Republican candidates to do the same thing. And I think he's right in it because it shows where you stand. Are you really for this uh, constitutional republic or are you for your own political agenda? And I I think that Vivek does have some political agenda in this. Um, It's obvious every person does. So to pretend he didn't is foolishness. But um, I think he did the right thing by saying what he said. So all this being said, so now we have this. Now it's just as uh, as Americans, it's like, okay, what's going to be next? Will Donald Trump end up in jail? Okay, and this isn't even about Donald Trump. Will he end up in jail? I have my thoughts. I, I, I'm not sure if he will. If he does, I wouldn't be surprised. 
I don't know how long he would be in jail. I don't know what jail could house him. Um, I don't know if that jail would want the publicity, but I know they want him to. And of course, if they put him in jail, it's going to have the absolute backward effect. You're going to have a small group of Americans who dislike Donald Trump, think he's the Antichrist, think he's Hitler and all those things are going to celebrate it while most Americans are going to be like, this is ridiculous and get him out of jail. That kind of thing. I don't think he'll be in jail long, a couple weeks tops, but uh, we'll see. So now it comes down to the response. Okay, so as Christians, now I know not everybody listens to this podcast as a Christian, uh, but I always speak from a biblical worldview. Here in Washington State, we, it is, you know, known as a, as a blue state, as a democratic policy, uh, dictated state, guided state. What we don't understand is how easily our state could be flipped red. We haven't had a Republican candidate in over 40 years be, be elected governor, duly elected governor. We can flip this state. We can flip it red. How can we flip it red? We flip it red if we can get the church to vote. The church of Jesus Christ. Now, how do you, how do you as a pastor, I'm a pastor, that's why I haven't been posting uh, podcasts often because I'm focused on my church, which I should be. How do we vote? Well, I can tell you this. You have to vote on policy and how do we know where our candidate's policy is? Let me tell you this. There is one party that supports abortion up until the moment and sometimes after birth. There's one, one party that supports gender ideology. There's one party that supports gay marriage. There's one party that is soft on crime. There is one party that is, is uh, you know, godless to their core. There's one party that supports open borders, which is a huge issue. People don't understand. People always say, well, Jesus was a migrant. Actually, no, he was not. He, yeah, he did go to Egypt, but it was, it was Israeli-controlled Egypt. There were some certain things. He didn't jump the border. He didn't hide. Like, understand your Bible and understand world history, okay? Jesus was not an illegal immigrant, okay? That's ridiculous. Stop trying to twist scripture and twist history to say that. But there are those one party. There is that party, okay? There's that party that is, is, is against your freedom of speech, against your right to bear arms, okay? That is not the Republican Party. Look, the Republican Party has issues. It needs to be completely rebuilt because it's been corrupted by the deep state. It's been corrupted by bureaucracies. It's been corrupted by money and bribes, right? But it starts by putting people in power and then holding them accountable. We as the people need to vote people into power, hold them accountable. Emails, phone calls. I have... Bruce Damamir, he is our, our representative at, in Washington State Legislature. I email him and call him all the time. 
Whenever something comes across my desk that needs a representative's eyes, I always call him. Why? He's a representative, J.T. Wilcox. They're representatives for us in Olympia. Why are we not blowing them up constantly? As believers, we need to understand our role in civic responsibility. We need to lead in this area. The church, if the church in Washington State was to vote, if pastors were to rise up and lead their people to actually vote biblical ideology and vote biblical values, we could flip the state. I bet you California could be flipped. But the church is silent or the church is corrupted. One of the two. There are corrupted churches in our state, in our area that I know, I'm not going to name them, that have been corrupted by this woke ideology. They're so focused on racial reconciliation and gender equality that they're not looking at the Word of God fully. You have to look at the entire counsel of God when you vote and when you teach. Anyway, looking at what happened on on Tuesday, I believe, or Monday when they barred Trump from the Colorado ballot, I think it's going to spread. I also think that it's going to be overturned. He's going to be on the ballot because it's super illegal. Um, But anyway, they're trying to set a standard for the rest of the nation and the rest of the blue states. Bottom line is this. If you're a believer, you need to vote. If you're listening to this podcast, whether you're a believer in Jesus or not, you most likely lean right. We need to vote. Biblical and common sense values back into our districts back into our states. You should, by the way, know who your county representative is. I live out here in a little place called Graham, Washington. We are in Pierce County, District 3. My representative is Amy Prover. I have her email. Anytime I have an issue with the county, she's the person I go to. It's her job. We need to understand civics as the church. We need to understand Uh, how to be citizens of our states and in our nation. And we have got to flip the vote. We can flip it. They can, if if the church voted, they could cheat all they wanted and we could flip, we could flip this nation back to biblical and red values. Bottom line. Anyway, what do we do? Number one, vote. Number two, talk about it. Number three, get your friends to vote. Get your friends to understand these things. Talk to your pastors. Talk to your leaders. Start podcasts, go on Facebook, put up videos, something, get the word out, get people stirred up, get people convicted that they need to stand and speak and pray and vote and be active. It's a gospel issue. It's a spiritual issue. It is a spiritual fight manifesting in the political realm and our vote and our voice is our weapon. God bless you. Thank you for taking a courageous stand for the truth. Continue to do so. I will see you next time. I will continue to post my sermons from Living Word Lutheran Church on here. I hope they are inspiring to you and continue to stay strong. It's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. But when we stand together, we can always overcome. And when our eyes are fixed on Jesus and the truth of Scripture, we never have to fear. We are always filled with hope. God bless you. Take a courageous stand.
the truth.